All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, bonus podcast. Hello, Barrett. How are you, sir? I am well. Uh, that side of the screen, that's Barrett Antar Goodwin, musician in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, comedian in the Midwest. Uh, we were college roommates and we've been friends ever since then. Um, we talk all the time and decided one day, shit, why don't we record our conversations and force other people to listen to them? Exactly. Wait, do we force people? We should force people. That's how we get more listeners. <laughs> why haven't we been forcing people? We've just been asking people to listen. I think we need to up our game. Yeah, clearly history has taught, history has taught us something. And asking doesn't get much. Yes, this is true. Um, I'm, I have my wife and kids are at grandma's house. I'm going to join them tomorrow. So I'm in a different space. I'm upstairs. I, I'm allowed out of the basement. <laughs> I have a, a table and everything. So uh, next week I'll be back to normal. But um, I sent you a text. Yes. Um, I said, I would like to talk about the concept of us versus them this week. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really have a jumping off point for it. Like usually I have a story or an idea in my head or an event, something that makes me say, this is why I want to talk about it. I don't have that, but just the concept of what we are as a country seemingly over the past handful of years, say five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, um, bumping heads more and more as opposed to conversing and just uh, agreeing to disagree or even even if not agreeing to disagree just taking anything that happens and going eh, you know all right moving on with my life you know as opposed to now it's like oh this happened well fine everything we gotta butt heads um do you have any thoughts on that you said there were a couple things you wanted to talk about let's let's just start talking and see where the conversation takes us yeah i mean they're all kind of related i suppose you know, I um, I did watch the video you suggested to watch. I hadn't seen anything. I had completely it. forgot forgotten about it. Uh, the, today we are recording on Sunday, June twenty eighth, and uh, the big news of the day is that Trump tweeted or retweeted a video that had someone yelling "White Power" on it, and it's all the rage. I'm sure something absurd will happen tonight or tomorrow, and that will be all the rage. But right now, all the rage is Trump uh, tweeting a white power video your thoughts i mean i don't even know where to begin because i watched the video and there's something about trump that i admire is the wrong word but i notice about the way he does things there's always just enough plausible deniability for his base, right? His base will all secretly go, yes, he's our guy. But then if you say, you know, like David Duke flat out said, like, we've got a friend in the White House now, you know, like, it's not, right? And then when people say stuff like that, they go, oh, that's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, and then something like this will happen. But like, I guess what if we just fast forward right to, to the part that really bothers me, it's not that he doesn't. I'm not surprised that he does any of this stuff. I find it shocking when anybody tells me that he's not racist, 
that his base isn't racist. It's only a few people who are racist who follow him. The rest of the people are just fiscal conservatives and blah, 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 right? I just, I don't even know where to begin with that kind of stuff. But, so from him, I, I could care less. But what really bothers me is the reaction of the Republican Party throughout all of this stuff, not just this, because I don't know what they did. I hadn't actually even heard about this until you said to look at it, and I looked at it all of 10 minutes ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what their response to this is. I would hope that their response is like... He never should have tweeted it. Well, the White House response is he did not hear the person yell that, and the tweet's been deleted. The So far, the majority Republican response is he never should have tweeted that. Right. But here's, here's the thing, right? When people say, why are all these people running around yelling Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff, right? And it's because when, when you see, and I don't know how many people there were, it looked like a lot to me. The, the, the khaki wearing dudes with the torches yelling Jews will not replace us and white. Oh, you're going back to Charlottesville now. Right. Not you're not the the, no, the tweet right. you're talking about took place at a at a yeah, assisted today. living community, or not assisted living, but the the next step down a uh, not a geriatric ward, but uh, closed. My my mother in law summer winters in a place like that where it's it's a yeah. gated community, but it's not gated gated, but you have to be 65 and above to yeah. live there you can still yeah. be mobile and walking around but yeah. um it's it's cloistered well i think the thing to me is that like when something like that happens and you have all your republican like uh, your ben shapiro's and let me interrupt i apologize uh are we talking uh florida or back to charlottesville right now we're gonna go charlottesville okay. and work our way just, forward right just wanted to make sure right so what happens is something like that happens and it freaks black people out, right? Like for obvious reasons. It freaks a lot of people out. But here's the thing. But black people especially, yes. I did not hear the Republic, like what I hear when I hear Ben Shapiro or any of the other Candace Owenses and the blah, blah, blahs, they'll all say something like this. Well, we obviously racism exists and we all abhor it. I abhor racism and blah, 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 blah. And we need to, but all these things are not that, right? And so whatever all these things are, whatever it is that is racist to the people who are experiencing it, but to the people who are watching it are like, well, that's not racism, right? But this stuff that they clearly call racism, they don't ever condemn. You know, like I don't see them out there because that's why people would say Black Lives Matter. It's not, it's not just George Floyd. Like George Floyd obviously is like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? It's like an accumulation of something and then something so like, what the fuck, right? It just makes everybody kind of like snap, right? But it's stuff like that, right? It's stuff when that happens, there's not a huge outcry condemning that when the report comes out from the FBI saying like, I think it was like, Oh eight that like the white supremacist had infiltrated the, there's the uh, military, the police force, things like they're that. saying that again about the military. If you didn't right. know. And, and they're saying, and, and so there, there's huge things. And when you say that people go, Oh, it's not that bad. Right. Because I think that 
there's an inability to see that as a real threat, you know? And I think that that's an inability to call that terrorism. You know, like for the first time, I actually saw the video of uh, that guy driving his car through the protest where he killed that one woman. Right. Oh, the Charlottesville one that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so there's a guy. So he, well, I saw that video for the first time. That was a while ago, but I, I just have a low tolerance for that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Same. So I, what I saw and I was like, cause I didn't know it was coming on and it came on. I was like, Oh my God. Like he literally sped into that crowd and hit those people and he killed one person, but he fucked up a whole lot of other people. Right. Like a lot of other people are, were wrecked. And then he backed out over some more people, hit a few things and then took off. And that wasn't like, I was actually kind of shocked because I understand the power of watching a guy kneel on somebody's neck for eight and a half minutes, right? 8.46, right? Yeah, which I have not done again. Like, I, have, I have no desire to see that. Right. But like, what I don't understand is why people weren't outraged when that car flew into that crowd of people also. Like, why did that not galvanize people? And like, when, when the, the dude march with the torches, but it's like, each one of those things when people like, you know, when the George Floyd thing happens, you're like, well, all these other things happened and nobody said a Like, there was no real outcry from the right. Like, we condemn this behavior. We do not like this. These people don't represent us. There was none of that. Well, not like, only was there none of that, do you remember uh, Trump's quote? What was it? The good people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides, yeah. right. Right. And it's just like, right, like... So what do you do with that, right? So now you fast forward up to now, and like, what do you expect? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, of course he said that, and of course all the people who support him are all about that. So like, this race war that everybody talks about that's coming, it's like there's a race war coming because black people are, are let's say, here, let's put it in the most neutral terms possible, right? People of, like, black people, because I speak for all black people, right? I've been elected to speak for all black people. I forgot to announce that up front. You are an right. uh, African-American person of color. I'm the cracker-ass hunky on the right. show. So right. for those of you that don't see right. color. Right. You're here to, to prove that I'm liberal because I have a white friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, you know... I totally lost my train of thought, but, but you know, uh, like, coming race war, uh, coming race war. So you watch this stuff. So here's what I'll say. I do fundamentally believe that the media is manipulating us to a large degree. Right. That's what I think. I've, I've been getting videos that I've been that I've seen before, like two years ago, and they're showing up in my feed without a date marker on them. So, right. I'm like, Oh, if I didn't know any better, I think this happened just now. Now, the fact that it happened two years ago though, doesn't make it okay that some cop took a machine gun and blew somebody's back out with it. Is that you know I mean? uh, news sources or those? I usually find dumb people. Like I, I had someone in my feed, uh, genuinely all caps saying that they were upset, something like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And um, fuck, I just, I had the name and I lost. A, a correspondent from 60 Minutes that died in early 2000, he put, I can't believe he died. And I'm like, that, that happened 
12 years ago when I quick looked it up or I clicked on it and, and, and like people were posting like dummy, this happened. So is it people just finding old videos I and being currently yes, outraged? It's a little of both. Okay. It's a little of both. What I find is so shocking is the absence of the date marker because that means that it's done on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like if you send me a TYT thing, like a, you know, um, and you send it to me and it's just framed so I can't see the date, like it's not an actual YouTube link, so I don't see the date it was posted or any of that stuff. I think that's weird. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, don't know, know that it's weird, but I do see how, I mean, that happens often where I see people outraged or upset or amused or whatever the reaction is by something because let me let me put it this way uh npr national public radio on april fool's day several years ago um put out a news story it was uh, americans are reading less or americans only read the headline and when you clicked the story it said hey there's no story here we just wanted to see how many people we could get to agree with us get outraged just by reading the headline and coming with up with their own conclusions without even, and it worked. I mean, people just read the headline and, and, and the comments filled up. And so it, I, I don't know that it's designed uh, that they leave the, the date off, but in a way I kind of like it because I, I, it forces you to click. I, I, maybe we sure. are stupid and we need to be spoon fed and it should be, here's the story and right under it, this is the date. But I, I like the idea of people actually having to click and look at the date or, or you know, read the article because, yes. because we don't. We don't look at the date. We don't read the article. So I hear where you're coming from. I'm not sure if it is done by design or if it's just, you know, I'm sure it's, it's difficult to, to create a code that does everything the way you want to or be even right. nefarious about it. Create a code that says, the date will automatically be left here's, off of the feed and you have to, I, I don't I suppose, know. Here's my problem, whether or okay. not it's done purposely or it's done accidentally, or it just happens that that's the one I happen to see. What bothers me is that my inbox and my news feed and things like that seem to all go down this bent, right? And Facebook has at its disposal psychologists, who get paid more money than all the psychology professors, you know what I mean, <laughs> like at the top universities. And because we all signed a little waiver by checking a box that says, I agree, we basically gave them access to us. So they have a worldwide sample pool that they're legally allowed to test on. And they do, right? They do all, they run all these tests on us to see whether or not they can control. There's one where they were seeing if they could control people's emotions by like just giving them sad like yeah. things in their feed. And then seeing how, and then they can then, and then by judging by their posts, and they you just made a sample study, made a thing, and ran tests on us without our permission. And they do that all the time. And it's like, because if you take that piece of information and the fact that engagement is generally done by something you agree with or something that makes you angry, something that makes you angry, you can pick a side and you agree with one side and can be polarized against the other side, seems to drive up engagement. And I've seen it with my own eyes, right? Like if I post something simple, like it's a little bit, but if I post something a little controversial, it's like tons of comments. Taking all that into consideration, even with what idiot Trump did and all that stuff, I feel like we're being remarkably manipulated. I feel like this whole race war thing, I feel like it's a real thing. I feel like 
the the people are really angry but i feel like it's largely exacerbated by the fact that we're all stuck in our houses people can't work the people are frustrated and we're stuck glued to these fucking phones right and just the constant onslaught of me watching black bodies get brutalized over and over and over and over again within just a few minutes i'm livid i'm livid within just a few minutes i was out where we did we're rehearsing out in the park now right so um it's good to hear you rehearsing yeah we just grab some acoustics we go to the park so katie henry band music for yes. anyone uh, tuning in for the That's first right. time to katie, katie henry, henry music katie henry music.com katie henry yeah. you say it I, I always get it wrong. KatieHenryMusic.com. KatieHenryMusic.com. Yeah. I see. I could. I said that, but then I couldn't remember if there was Katie Music. Yeah. Katie Henry Band. I don't know. And but Katie that, Henry. Katie Henry Music on all the socials. But so we're they rehearsing, right? And I was watching something interesting happen, right? Because like a bunch of we're out in like the country, right? And like a bunch of white dudes in pickup trucks start showing up, American flags, shit like that, you know. And I find myself getting scared. And more, the more they start to show up, like getting out starting with their dogs and stuff. And I'm like, oh fuck, what the hell is going on here? And I'm legitimately scared, dude. I'm legit scared. Cause I'm way up in, it's a part of Jersey, but it's, <laughs> how to say this without sounding condescending. Cause I don't mean it in any kind of like way, but like, it's a, okay. I was just in a place where basically people write in big letters on the side of their own house with paint, like Trump 2020. Right. And, you know, people think of like New that. Jersey as, <laughs> as blue and liberal, but all of America is generally cities and rural, urban yeah. and rural. Yeah. And yeah. urban used yeah. to be code for black, but I don't even think it's that anymore because, no. I mean, I, I drove to a gig, I'll say it in South Carolina. And I'm driving along and I'm like, oh, this, you know, I, I, I remember actively having the thought like, you know, everything looks normal. This is just America. Then I got off the four lane interstate highway and started driving on a two lane one to the city. I'm like, oh, there are the Confederate flags and the writing. <laughs> right. and the, it was like, right. Yeah. You know, the strip right. malls and anything you pass on an interstate, that looks the same. It's you yeah. got to you got to deviate a little bit. Yeah. And I dude, I was terrified. So. Right, so like this little kid rides by on a quad or four wheeler, and he whoops by us, and it's like, whoa, that was a little bit weird, and like all these like things, and like there comes a point where I'm like literally like like thinking, shit, man, I need to get the fuck out of here, because this is gonna end badly. Like I'm legitimately scared, and I'm thinking to myself, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna call the cops? <laughs> That's not gonna help, right? I'm like, right, so, and I'm really fucking scared. And it sounds funny, right? So no, later it doesn't. on, I, it sounds legit. But like, but here's the funny thing: later on, like the white guys walk by with their dogs, and one guy's talking to the other guy. So yeah, you know, after we're done, I think I got one last job, and then I think I'm gonna retire. And then the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I might retire too," but the missus doesn't want to move to Florida. And then the other two guys are just two dudes going fishing. And then the little kid just comes back with an adult later and they, they wave and I'm like, right, this is that irrational fear that white people have of black people that they never want to admit, right? <laughs> but it's like- You, you built it all up right, in your head. Right, there's a completely irrational fear that white people have of black people, right? And, but nobody wants to talk about it. And I experienced it in that moment. I was like, this is that irrational fear, 
because I was terrified of these people. And yet they're just regular white people living their lives. And I'm like, dude, and, and it sounds fucked up. Like, it's like, but here's the thing. If I had a gun and one of them came at me in any way with this slightly aggressive, I would freak out. I'd be like, because oh, I would think that the next step is aggressiveness to me hanging from a tree. You know what I mean? Which is showing up now. There's all these fucking black dudes. They're calling them suicides. In California. Themselves. Well, there's one in California, one in New York, and I think one or two somewhere else. Like, no, there were two like, in California that I yeah, know of. Um, there's, def- there's definitely one in New York and one in Newark. And I'm I want like, to tell you something that's kind of amusing. Um, I went for a bike ride yesterday. And uh, I live in Lillywhite, Iowa, and I got on this nature trail and it was not isolated, isolated, but it was just, you know, it winds through a park and they're tree, you know, and uh, walking toward me, I could see, not in the distance, but just a, a couple guys. And as, as they got closer, I had a very small experience that you just described. It was an, an apologies for being judgmental two guys that looked like they live in a trailer park. Um, you just sort of like, let's call them Leonard Skinner fans to be you know, white <laughs> you know racist. Leonard Skinner is not actually a racist band. No, I know. They actually, <laughs> the, the founded, they actually like, loved <laughs> Neil Young. I mean, it, yeah. they, they had mutual respect. It's the, the whole Sweet Home Alabama. No, that's not, was that Leonard Skinner or was that? No, that's them. But, but I mean, but yeah. Neil Young wrote Southern Man. And yeah, but they liked, them. Right, they liked, no, but they liked each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the founder of uh, of Leonard Skinner actually supported Carter. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so it's like I'm just being a dick. Like, you know. What I call him. <laughs> but the whole point is, as as I see them and I'm looking at them, I'm like, I actively had the thought, I'm riding a pretty nice bike. Uh, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. What if one of them goes, I want that bike? You know, something like. That. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm I, I I'm all ready to. I just I, I started mentally preparing myself right. for a fight. And, and right. this is white on white bullshit that I'm fully right. admitting to. I didn't get afraid like you did. I'm not belittling your fear or mocking it. I, I your fear, I understand it. Um, I'm saying I, I didn't get afraid, but I, I, I prejudged white people. I'm right. like, okay, just by looking at them, completely inappropriate, completely absurd. I rode past and they sort of, you know, gave a what's up or a hello or howdy yeah. or whatever and, and went on our way. I mean, that's the funny thing is that at the end of the day, when I go play a club, Katie and I'll go play somewhere, full band duo, whatever, we'll be in the middle of nowhere. And and this is what I found, and this is the thing that's so shocking to me, is that I we've been down south, midwest, out west, we've done tons of things way up north. Everybody I meet is nice. Yeah. The dudes with the American flags and the, the, all that stuff. I meet these guys at shows and they're the nicest people. That's the thing, right? Like it's it's because of what's going on now that I have all this fear that like three months ago, I wouldn't have been afraid in a park with a bunch of people. That's I what I was just going to ask you is if, if this is something lifelong or just coming out, right? Yeah, it's just coming out now. Like this kind of fear of, because I feel like if everybody feels like they're being attacked, then everybody's in attack mode. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's why like, I felt you know, that thing looking at them because I now in my mind have this, bullshit stereotype of someone that okay they might have a confederate flag on their trailer you know just two guys out for a walk i mean right. and here i am right. getting defensive and thinking one of them and who knows what would have gone through my mind if it had been two black guys in their 20s i mean right. 
I'm not racist, but I could have had thoughts like, oh shit. You know? I, I mean, it was it was really eye-opening to me. And what was what came after that was actually really odd too, because that thought led to in today's day and age, well that stuff I say, like if I had a gun, I'd shoot them. I wouldn't actually shoot people because I wouldn't actually carry a gun, right? Well, but, if you had a gun, I think you'd but, probably just show it like I got a gun, you know, and right, then, yeah, but I, I'm not I don't I don't believe that taking a human life should be as easy as squeezing a trigger. I think that it should be really difficult. It shouldn't be like all I have to do is go ah, and then somebody's right. life is ended. Because we have this like illusion that like we're not all interconnected. And if COVID has taught us anything, it should be that we're all interconnected, right? Because if should, truck drivers can't go to work, nobody gets their food, right? If these people can't do this, then nobody gets this. If right, like we're all interconnected. So the idea of killing one person and having that be like nothing, right? Is that your end or my end? That's your end. Fireworks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just coming through the microphone. Yeah, because yeah. it's not outside here. Well, can I? Uh, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I, I can't think of a way to. I guess. I guess the question would be: Is a? I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a statement, and then you'll have to tell me if I'm being a white apologist. <laughs> Because I want to go back to what you said about media man manipulation. Um, I watched the, I, for, the first thing I did is I read several tweets and saw several headlines, Trump retweets white power video. And in my head, I immediately went to Charlottesville. Oh, so there was a rally and people were walking around yelling, white power, white power and carrying TV. That's where my mind went. Right. Then I watched the video and it's so you have these are elderly people some in golf carts driving and some standing holding signs that are anti-trump and they're having a standoff some people don't like trump and some people do and so the people driving by with trump on their golf cart uh guys with with signs were yelling racist you're racist racist and the guy in the golf cart started he started yelling back yeah whatever i'm racist white power white power and when i heard that i'm like okay wait a second could he be a racist? Sure, maybe. Or, and this is the am I a white apologist part, it sounded more like two guys being dicks to one another, and then one guy got called a racist, so his immediate response was, yeah, whatever, white power. He wasn't yelling, white power, white power. He was like, yeah, white power. He had a tone of voice that suggested he was just bad at improv, and that was the first thing that came out. Now, turns out he could be a complete racist. I'm sure the media will find his name. They could dig everything up on him. They could find a history of maybe he was in the clan with David Duke. Who knows? I, I'm not, I don't have a position. Like to me, it was media manipulation saying Trump, and now Trump to defend him, I tweeted this, which I thought was amusing. Um, they said he didn't hear the guy yelling white power and he just thought it was someone being pro-Trump and so he wanted to retweet it. And I buy that um, because the guy yelling white power, that was at least four or five seconds into the video. And if you think our president has more than a two second attention span, you're fucking kidding yourself. I'm sure he just saw Trump and went retweet or whatever. He's, he's too, and, I, and I'm not insulting him. He is just too stupid to sit down and go, let me watch this video and see if it's appropriate, and then tweet it. He just sees Trump, pro, boom, tweet. 
I, I, I agree that it was probably an accident on his part. Now, he's done plenty of things, like very fine people on both sides. He's done plenty of blatantly racist things. Whether or not this one is, I don't know. But I do think it is media hype designed to keep us all tense and angry at one another. And maybe that's where I wanted to start with this whole us versus them mentality. Because yeah. you have two people on a different side of the political spectrum, and I happen to agree with one side, I'm just not sure the side I agree with should be standing yelling racist, racist at a guy that's just driving by in a golf cart. Now, maybe it turns out they know each other. Maybe the guy holding the, the, the anti-Trump sign knows the other guy is a racist and is yelling. Who knows? But here we are discussing it and everybody has opinions. And I did see one super liberal white friend of mine already say, oh, people are now trying to say it was an off-the-cuff comment. They're trying to use that as a defense. Maybe it is a defense. I don't know. I, I think we get worked up and too quickly jump into our positions. We become very defensive instead of remaining open to possibilities. Uh, he likes Trump, therefore he absolutely is racist. He said white, national, white pride off the cuff. Absolutely, he's a member of the Klan. He's worse than Hitler. I, I, I don't want to defend the guy, but I do think I would like just to sit back and instead of running into defensive corners immediately, waiting for everything to play out. On subject, off subject, um, waiting for things to play out. The, the police officers at Shake Shack, how much do you know about that? Nothing. What's that? Nothing. Oh, nothing. nothing. I, I, I just heard a, but I didn't hear you. Hear, you, you didn't hear the uh, four police officers poisoned by drinking bleach at Shake Shack? Oh, sure. It was not a real thing. No, it wasn't. So okay. here's a quick run, rundown of what happened. Um, police officers ordered shakes on apps. They were made and set on the counter. So you walk in and pick them up and leave. So number one, the people at Shake Shack made the shakes and did not know that they were police officers. The story became later, oh, they saw it was police officers. They put bleach in it, they spit in whatever. So first of all, they were ordered by an app, two separate orders. And so the cops walk in, take a sip and said, oh, this tastes funny. And the manager said, oh, well, let me make new ones for you. So they got new shakes. And then for whatever fucking reason, the cops leave and go, you know what, let's call this in. Squad cars show up and then it becomes bleach. It wasn't, the, it turns out there might've been a, they cleaned because they have to disinfect everything. There might've been dis, a disinfectant left on it. Um, but the whole point is it became a story of four police officers poisoned at Shake Shack. And if, and that went viral. So instead of just waiting and finding out what happened, yeah. the bullshit. So I guess that's my point. This us versus them mentality of just just backing into corners and everybody putting up their guard and fists at the same time, it's not healthy. And that relates to what you said about being in the park and you feeling that way and me feeling that way. And I, I don't know how we break the cycle. I mean, I... For... for I apologize, but uh, what do you think of my dumb theory? Is it a white apologist or am I crazy or what, what am I thinking? I think you've got a point. I think the problem is that given the current margins for what is acceptable and what isn't, what you said falls into the unacceptable category because logic has left the discussion. That makes right? sense. 
Like, and I would say that the guy yelling white power, that's completely unacceptable. Obviously even if he was, moron. Yeah, yeah, even if that was, that if that was his defensive remark, like, oh, this guy's calling me a racist. Well, white power, completely inappropriate because now we are having this discussion and it did make the news and it has gone viral. He should have I mean, fucking known fucking better. The, the He's an problem. asshole. I'm not defending him. He's an asshole. Yeah. I just don't know where his heart is and I would like more facts. Was it a stupid remark? Yes. Was it a deeply seated belief? I don't know. The, the issue I have is that when one of my friends I was speaking to who was once liberal and is edging his way over to conservative now, and uh, he says, well, buddy, you know, like if the race war comes and people have to pick sides, then what? And my first thought was, why the fuck would anybody actually pick a side if you don't believe such things, right? Like if I fundamentally believe that white people and black people and whatever kind of people can all coexist in some way, then why would that not be the side I stood on? Why would I, because everybody else right. decides we're going to identify by race, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do whatever the monolithic group of black people decide is the right thing to do, which I promise you is not going to be have a race war. Right? It's not where black would, people who are trying to start a race war. I promise right. you, and, it's not. And the first joke that comes to mind is you're outnumbered. Uh, By severely outnumbered. Custer. I mean, he was outnumbered, remember? And then my second thought is, do you get to choose? And if so, where does Rachel Dolezal go? <laughs> well, listen, I mean, it does bring up an interesting question. If you can choose your gender, why can't you choose your race? Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know gender... that you choose gender, though. I mean, not to break up. I'm, gender is, I, I fully believe you can be born inside the wrong body. So Absolutely. you aren't choosing your gender. You Okay, genuinely... sure. Okay. Yes, better, much better way of putting it. But then if that is true, then why couldn't the same thing be true? Like, why does, why is one thing that we accept to be biologically a fact, but now we're determining is not a fact? Why well, I, does I, that? change when it comes to race i don't know that it's, well i think it's changed you over know? time because i think you used to be i think it used to be more fluid i saw a documentary i can't i think it was 79 80 it was about a man named navin johnson and he was white but he was born a poor, a poor black child <laughs> asshole. you didn't even get it when i said navin johnson god damn it you needed you needed the the, the line <laughs> It's a very good documentary. <laughs> Highly recommend it. <laughs> All he needed was his thermos or a paddle ball. No, the thermos was the song. Uh, well, Ashtray. I, I, Book of matches. I feel like, listen, I think Rachel Dole is also a knucklehead, right? Yeah, she I, is. I, you know, I'm being half facetious, but like, but if we are going to live in a world where we say that all these things are socially constructed, you know what I mean? Then where do we draw the line, right? But here's, here's the thing. When you say something like what you said, what that brings into play is an actual conversation. And I think the conversation that we need to have is one that we're not able to have. Do you know what I mean? Because, wow, that's loud. Can you hear all that? No, I heard the fireworks earlier, okay. but I can't hear anything right now. All right. Um, I feel like 
we talked about the the inequities of the system by way of money, right? We're always thinking about money and the economic differences between one group and yeah. another group, and that's our thing. But I think the one thing that we often overlook is now those the, are loud. Yeah, it, it, it's the concept of of IQ, right? Not in the sense of like. IQ, which races have higher or lower, and if they were that's just absurd, right? Yeah. But not absurd, but it, it's it a conversation that involves it, it's too nuanced to have a real discussion about it. May but, I interrupt you? Is it IQ mm-hmm. or is it education? Is it is it well ability or not ability? Is it access to education? Okay, I would argue it's probably both. Okay. But here's what I would say. So that was and my I, safe I, white is, liberal these, answer. <laughs> these are this is not my idea. Somebody else. This is somebody else's idea, and I can't remember who said some podcast I was listening to. But he said basically, there's a divide between the people who have an IQ of 120 and above, and people who have like 100 and below. And what happens is that when you are a person, you are an educated, like you're well educated, and this is where your education part comes in, right? You have a reasonably high IQ, like like you're one standard deviation above average, right? and you go to college and you do all this stuff there's a there's a sense that and this is accurate i believe where people talk down to other people yes you know what i mean like we made fun of honey boo boo for years and i was like this isn't okay like you can't just keep you know what i mean like i think i did it in this podcast when i talked about the the white guys didn't i automatically right go into a southern accent right and, exactly. and it's completely right. inappropriate right and right. yet I, I just right. do it instinctively because right. I, and I fully admit it's bullshit. And that's largely why Trump got elected. Not yeah. because they actually thought he was going to do something, but because he takes a finger and pokes it in assholes like you who make yeah. fun of them and say things like, like you guys watch what? Oh, you don't watch this. Like we all, we have these shows and these movies. There's like and books and like, there's all this high, highfalutin stuff. That we that that is part of like general culture for educated people, and then there's this other stuff that that everybody looks down on and goes, "Oh, you guys watch that TV show?" Well, there's oh, art and like there's NASCAR. You yeah. like this, and, and it's like this kind of elitist intellectualist bullshit where we make fun of people, and and again, the, the, that is arguably more polarizing than most of the other stuff. And the guy said something interesting because he said, you know, when you have this intersectionality, and I don't know that I agree with this, but it was an interesting point. He said, when you have intersectionality, it causes problems because back in the 60s and 70s or in the 70s and the 80s, whatever, unions didn't care if you were black or gay or this or that. They just wanted rights for everybody, right? And that was the guy's argument that once the unions had to start caring about, do we have enough black people? Do we have enough women? Do we have enough this? Do we have enough this? Then they got, it was no longer about workers' rights. It was about all these individual subsections of workers being treated a certain way. Now, while I think that's reasonable, I think that if you talk to a black person in the 70s, they'll tell you there was tons of racism in the unions and tons of stuff. So I think that's what just, I was going to say. I, that didn't ring true to me. Was it, who, was it a white guy or a black guy that said that? Be, it's a white okay. guy who said it. But, but I get what his point was, even though I disagree with him, 
I disagree I because I, I was just going to say, I don't think they let black or gay or what. I right. think the union is really. Yeah, I, I think it was right, completely fucked up, right? And I think, I think it's becoming really, that. I think that, I mean, yes. they're, the, the biggest union right now is the restaurant workers is very Latino. So I, it's it's right. inclusive today, but I don't think it was founded on any right. kind no, of No, I, I don't think so either. But what I do think is that he also made this point about church, which I thought was really interesting. Again, I don't agree with it 100%. But I, but I get where he's going. He said, well, church is one of the, like religion and church are one of the few places where you have a mixing of cognitive levels without a lot of judgment. And so, right, like if you are part of a church and you're part of this intellectual elite thing, but you're also in the same neighborhood where the other people go to this church or they go, you don't think less or worse of them. And they're just, you're part of your family if you're part of this collective. That's the guy's theory. And and he said, you know, and maybe there's someone who can sing really well. And when she gets up there, it's not about her. It's about her giving her gift to the community and to the congregation. And the congregation receives it and feels blessed by that. They feel like this is, like, they have access to her ability. It's not just for her to go off and go, hey, look at me sing. It's really something that she can share with them and it enriches everybody's life. And And I was like, you know, that's an interesting point because there are, right, like most of my friends are similar, even if they all come from different walks of life, right? Like you and Todd are very different, you grew up very differently, but you're not dissimilar from each other, right? Like similar education, similar stuff, grew up, you know, we all grew up in similar ways. right? And so even though we all grew up from di- in different ways, we all ended up meeting in these kind of places like that. They go Could I also argue, ways, you know? Because uh, this just popped in my head, sorry for interrupting. Would it also be generational as well as, I mean. Explain. Just Explain. in that we've, we all lived through the same thing. Like, right. that yes. is a big thing. We talk about the boomers and the X and millennials right. and zillennials. And when Absolutely. you live through a certain period of time, of course, you say all your friends are similar, whether white, gay, black, you know, there's the, it's, it's also life experience. So we all right. experience things, even as yeah. white people, the same, we, we experience history differently, but is the same history. And so we can talk about the same huh. events from different points of view, but we're still relating to it. But what's funny is that we're, we all have the same kind of media influences, whereas now yeah. people's media influences are radically different because instead of having five to 10 channels to choose from. There's 500 to 10,000 to choose from. Yeah. And so, and it's not even channels, it's YouTube streams. It's, it's, right. it's they, idiots like us with podcasts that, right. that, that exactly. spew our ignorance. And if someone yeah. out there is dumb enough to, to become a slave to it, cool. Uh, I mean, let, really let's set what, up pay, what, uh, Venmo. <laughs> I was about to say, set up a Patreon page, we'll get some yeah. money. We'll buy some lights, get a little fake news desk, sit down with right. some suits and, Hello, my name is Antar, Barrett Antar Goodman. Today, a ticker across the, the bottom. Exactly. Trump said <laughs> this. Trump did that. That means I won't be able to chill back and lean back in my chair and relax. It's terrible. But we'll be getting paid. Um, no, you know, I, I bunny in my backyard. That's funny. I saw a bear the other day. Really? Yeah. Right a big hairy gay guy or a animal? No, that's funny. No, an actual animal. That, oh. That's what I mean when I say we're in the country doing our rehearsal, 
when we're getting back in the car, we're sitting there to get in, and we're just all kind of chilling and talking for a minute, and the bear walks right by the car and goes into the woods. And I was That's like, awesome. good lord. I'm assuming a black bear from where yeah. you are. Yeah. I mean, Grizzly wouldn't be a racist. grizzly or anything else. Told you we're in the country, it's a white bear with the <laughs> Confederate flag. <laughs> but, but no, but you know, I, I get, if we're going to, I know we're running out of time, right? But like, I would say this. To I do have to look up a couple things. When the timer goes off, I'm going to need to click something because I, okay. I need us to, um, I have a couple things that I do want to mention. Well, I would say this. I feel like what we need to figure out how to do, I have two theories that are both involve sports, one of which is like really terrible because if you know me, you know I know nothing about sports, so I should never use sports analogies. But for the sake of simplicity and oversimplifying something that's quite complex, I really feel like racially, this country is full of Americans, right? But we've all been, it's like when you join Pop Warner football and you have like 25 people who join and then in the beginning what they do is they split them into two teams, right? And then they go against each other for all the practices. And then when it's time for the real game, they all put the same jerseys on and go yeah. and become a team. And that's how I feel about this country. Like, okay, we all been giving it to each other really good for a few hundred years, right? Let's now decide we're all Americans and unite under something where we can look at the people who are wealthy and understand that they provide something. We can look at the people who are poor and realize that they provide something. And the people at the top can realize that the people at the bottom provide something. So allow a bit more of that money to trickle down to deal with people's basic problems, right? Education, housing, um, healthcare, basic shit, right? Everything. And then, and then, but then also, which will then free people up to then do what they really want to do. Like if you look at places like Germany, there's tons of people who go into childcare and medicine and all kinds of stuff, not because they want to make money, but because that's what they really care about. And you, so you get people who actually want to do their job and they want to be just a cog in the machine of a small community, which allows for the like there's no hatred of the rich, right? Right, And there's no despising of the poor. There, like there's a little contempt for the here. rich, no matter what, well, but. Yes, but I think it's, the, it's, but what the contempt comes from is the conspicuous, like when people say things like, this is again, the thing that this conservative guy was saying about how like, how we, how people hate the rich and he doesn't understand why. And I'm like, because well, you're an idiot, because they get marketed because if money is the standard by which you judge everybody in this country, if money is the thing that gives you value and money is the only thing that matters, which is proven by all the companies, all the companies who didn't give two shits about black folks fucking three months ago, when like they didn't deal with black people's problems, they're like, oh, fuck you niggers, we don't care about your shit. Well, we don't care, right? Then and the now women are, if you don't right? have a Black Lives Matter right, hashtag. Exactly. You're but, gonna get boycotted, or hey, stop absolutely. buying this I, laundry detergent absolutely. or this toothpaste. Yeah. Absolutely. And what happens is like, well, the reason people say this, and it's like a joke, but it's not a joke. It's like a serious thing. Like, why doesn't this happen in the in the Jewish community? Right? They're a minority. Why does this not happen? Right? People don't always get along with them. Why doesn't they, what happen? Like, why don't the cops go in and do things and oh. rub them up? And write whatever it is, and it's like, well, because they have the economic power that if something happens and they withdrew their dollars and withdrew their economic support of people, it would make a really big difference. So they have to be listened to and respected because there's a certain economic power that they have. 
and black people. Well, and they also did, did go through their shit. So they absolutely not that did. black people didn't. No, but and they absolutely did. And but like, but black people don't have the buying power to do that. But when you ignore black people and you ignore gay people and you ignore women and you ignore immigrants and then all of them collectively go, okay, we're going to get together under this one thing. That is collective buying power. And yeah. so what happened, and so now there's a reckoning. Instead of being able to deal with each one one at a time, it's like now you can't say nigger, you can't say bitch, you can't say faggot, you can't say this, you can't say anything. And if you upset any one of us, you upset all of us at once. And they're like, what just happened? I'm like, well, the same thing that happened when you guys, not you guys, but you guys created this stupid race thing, right? Because Irish people used to get here and be Irish. And they were slaves. They were treated like shit, right? Yeah. And then they said, "Well, if you give up your Irishness, we'll give you St. Patty's Day. We'll let you call them niggers. They won't be your buddies anymore. They'll be less than you. But you're no longer Irish. You're now you white. won't be on the bottom. You won't be right. with them anymore. Right. You you've just yeah. taken a step right. up the ladder. Right. You're now white. And then Italians are now white. And then these people are now white. And everybody's culture gets erased and 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 blotted out." in exchange for some stupid holiday, not stupid holiday, but for some holiday in a couple little restaurants. A drinking right? That's holiday. It, right, these are your, this is your culture now. It's, it's, it's holidays and restaurants and a couple of things like that. But the real essence of the culture is erased by whiteness, right? You can, that was the promise, right? You can fly here from anywhere in the country and the minute you land, you're not a piece of shit from this place that gets shit on, you're a white person, right? And that was the rule. And that's what happened, and everybody took advantage of it, so to speak. So now everybody else, well, fuck it, we'll do the same thing. So now all, there's this whole group of people who are now say, well, now you have to deal with all of us because we're all the same. You insult one of us, you insult all of us. But it's like just built from the, the master's plan. Do you know what I mean? They just took the master's plan and just reworked it for themselves in a way that is now beneficial for them. And I absolutely get it. Because and God bless them for doing it. Well, this is how you dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. You can't yeah. actually do it, but you can disrupt it so much that it now needs to be reckoned with and people actually have to deal with it. But I hope that we can find a way to say, well, we are at once part of a collective and at once individuals, right? Like we can be both. We can be Americans. So we come together and focus on what America needs, which is a kind of blanket thing that benefits everyone. But then we can also say in these certain communities, in the Ozarks, they need this. In the hood, they need this. In the trailer park, they need this. In rural black America, they need this. In rural white America, they need this. But all Americans need ed access to good education, access to good health care, drinking water, you know what I mean? The basics, you know? And I think if we can do that and get out of this zero something where for you to have something, I have to not have something, and for me to have it. Like this idea that we can't share and that like collectively we don't get better through kind of collaborative insights. Like you and I talking is better than just talking into a voice recorder. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because we have some, some give and take and I think that's what we have to figure out how to do. I don't know exactly how to do that, but I think that's, that's our mission. Anyway, well, it goes to... And I don't know how to solve this other than to just put it out there and hope people hear it and agree with it. The idea that whenever something happens, just don't go to your defensive corner. I mean, we should have learned that with Jesse Smollett right off the bat, but we keep 
falling for, you know, the Shake Shack thing, the, with everything, we just go to our defensive corners instead of saying, I mean, it, it's okay to, to have a thought. It's okay to go, four police officers were poisoned at Shake Shack. I don't like that. Let's see what's up. It shouldn't be, yeah, fuck the cops, or, oh, my God, I'm boycotting, boycotting Shake Shack. I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've mentioned at least once a week, one of those stupid people I went to high school with, um, and, and describing them like that never helps, but <laughs> I do it anyway. Are you sure? <laughs> eh, we'll find out. They don't listen, so what do they care? They don't even know I'm calling them stupid because, you know, I, I have an opposing point of view of theirs. But I, there's this one uh, friend of mine who continually posts worse and worse sources and it's it's just depressing it's it's it went from fox to oan to now conspiracy theory websites where it's like you're just hunting out sources to agree with your point of view as opposed to just being open to not just different points of view but i would say uh, the truth or facts but well, I'll, I'll say this i don't think he's hunting for them i think they're being fed to him that's the thing. That's what we were talking about before, right? Well, like, the, yeah, also the algorithm, right? Fed, you click on right? one thing, like, it leads to something else, yeah, it clicks, right? It, it fills it, your feed it, with what you want to see. Yeah, they're like a bunch of parrots in an echo chamber. It's kind of ridiculous. And so I feel like, like I, I don't like the degree of manipulation I feel when I wake up and I do what I need to do and I get up and I have a rule of like taking like the first half an hour to an hour of my being awake time to just be me time, even if I mean I just have to get up early, right? And then the minute that's over, I'm like, okay, let me go check phone and do this stuff. And if I happen to click on a link, if I go to Facebook or Instagram or whatever, mostly Facebook, and I click on a link, within 90 seconds, I'm mad, but I'm hooked. Right. Right. And within five minutes, I'm like, oh, this, I need to stop this. And then by seven and a half minutes, I'm done. But in that seven and a half minutes of scrolling and clicking and stuff, I might have consumed 20 images that just start my day off pretty fucking shitty. And then when I go and then right then what happens, right? Like some I'm driving and then somebody cuts me off. And then it's like it just it doesn't start it's not a good thing because there's like a hypnotic trance-like thing that happens when you start consuming these images. And I know, like I went to a conservative website and I was looking at the stuff and I was like, within a few minutes, I was like, let me, Dude, let me interrupt you and on. challenge you. I want to interrupt you and challenge you yeah. at the same time. Then since we know that Facebook and YouTube, they, they run on an algorithm. We know that they run on an algorithm. What you click is what you will see. That's just the way it is. Now, Facebook Absolutely. says they're dialing that back. I, I have yet Bullshit. to see it. Bullshit. But, yeah. Um, so, what are you clicking? And then why do you click it? Because I will tell you, I do not have that response. I get up, I fuck around. And then when I do get to uh, Facebook, social media, pick up my phone, open my laptop, I, I roll my eyes, but I also have clicked on enough things to where my feed is not filled with things that will anger me. So what are you clicking and how can you click differently to improve your own feed? How you know, can you clean it up? It actually brings up a really interesting point that I want to bring up. But one of the things that I will say is that it has to wait till next week. Alexa, yes. stop. 
All right, exactly. we got to hit this fast because I don't want to edit this one. No, I'll say this, that like, it's definitely my choice to click on certain things. Yes. But someone will say, this is important. You need to see it. And I'll see it and I'll realize that I did need to see it. But I don't have to follow the, I don't have to take the bait. And, and I don't have to swallow the hook. I can just go to the one, the click bait. Okay, right. you got me. But it, but it's to, And then back out. But I mean, like, but we say that as if they don't actually know exactly how to bypass my bullshit defenses. Right. You know what I mean? My, my best thing is just not even to go near it in the first place. All right. Well, uh, to wrap up, I, let me, let's touch on a few things from last week. Yes. Um, first off, cancel culture. I, I talked about the woman that made me angry. I wanted to post her uh, N-bomb post uh, to, to shame her. Um, and we agreed that it wasn't a good thing. Easiest solution? Um, edit it. Cover her name. Mm-hmm. I, I tell, just Then you can put it out there and say, hey, Absolutely. people like this exist. We need to be reminded people like this exist. And Absolutely. that way, if she stumbles across it and goes, ooh, that looks bad at least she has not had her life destroyed and she has an opportunity to grow from it. So instead of cancel culture, you can still, uh, the second thing I wanted to say was, um, the, the, the egg McMuffin lady at McDonald's, uh, again, but this thing with news coming out too fast, uh, it said she was a police officer. Then I said, I read a link that said she wasn't a police officer. Then there was a third one that said that, that it was, Oh no, there was one police department saying she's not with us. She's with a different police department. It all happened. There's so much out there that you, it's, it's difficult to keep track of. The final thing I wanted to say was uh, something I could have said up front. I did. We've been friends since we were college roommates. Did you know that our college, Berkeley College of Music, where we left, made national news this past week from last time we talked enough? Yes. No, what happened? What did they do? Berkeley College of Music issued an apology to its students for allowing police officers on duty to use the bathrooms in the school. So police officers would be walking by, they'd have to take a shit. They'd go in, they'd use the bathroom, they'd leave. Students got upset, and so Good Berkeley Lord. said that will no longer be a policy going absurd. forward. absurd. I mean, come on. I, we could talk about that all hour next week. I'm glad we put it at the end because we could go a long this, way with this absurd. one. It's absurd. It's absurd. I mean, listen, I don't think they should get free head from hookers. I think that's weird. Yes. But they should get free movies. They, right? like have, they a should get, if, they're, if you're walking a beat and you have to go right. to the bathroom, but this I could mean, be what Jesus. I said earlier, this could be generational because kids are all up in arms. Right. It, it, again, it goes to defensive corners. The police have done some horrible, horrible, unjustifiable things. However, when you go after any group and say you are all evil, it's not going to end well. And we just need to stop demonizing one another. All right. All that said, yeah. um, we already talked about Katie Henry music, uh, com, antargoodwin.com. If you mm-hmm. would like virtual bass lessons over zoom, mm-hmm. um, Katie Henry has the album high road out. I can mm-hmm. throw that up. Um, I'll throw up my album again, Nathan Timmel.com, yes. or you can, uh, that Barrett, uh, produced album. I forget what it's called. Um, this could get awkward. <laughs> I should plan to promote things. So since since we don't have uh, any money coming in from this, if, if you want to buy something of ours, <laughs> that, that allows us to earn a couple bucks. So this could yeah. get awkward is my album, NathanTimble.com yeah. and HeartGoodWin.com. Thanks for listening. And uh, there is a share button on here. You can always click share. Indeed you can. All right. 
And this outro music you're about to hear and the intro music you heard up front, that's all that guy on that side of the screen. He wrote it, the G. Dobro song. All right, you're hearing it fade now. You're, you're hearing it. That, that's his song. Bye.